Hey, my name is Kevin Clark. I'm the host of a new football podcast called Slow News Day. I want to tell you about it. On Mondays, Lindsey Jones and I will recap the weekend in football that was, as well as look ahead to what's next. On Wednesday, the normal Slow News Day, the thing you've been watching for years, current players, current coaches, current analysts talking about the football world. And on Friday... It's a wild card. Could be some college football, could be more pro stuff. It's a video podcast, so you can watch it on Spotify or listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Follow on Spotify. It's Slow News Day. It's the Full Go presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up, and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. And right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most Popular parlays and same-game parlays, or SGPs as the kids like to call them, all on one page. Plus, start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Chicago everywhere, check it. It's not enough Chicago. We just don't have enough Chicago people. Jason Goff is here. Well, I'm at Full Go. The Full Go Podcast. The Full Go. Bears, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, and Blackhawks. Our man, Jason Goff. Three times a week with Jason Goff. His mood is elevated. He is feeling good. Jason, I'm loving the Full Go. Love the Full Go. The Full Go. The Full Go. Welcome to Full Go with Jason Goff. That is what I'm talking about. What up, world? You're listening to The Full Go with Jason Goff, presented by The Ringer. A Spotify original. Yeah. Yo, let's go. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Number one pick time. You already know. I haven't felt Turn like this. <laughs> I haven't felt like this in a while. What, what episode is this, Jesse? 195. Oh, shout out to the losers out there celebrating Let's in loser go. fashion. All the <laughs> Chicago Bears fans who are hearing the sound of our voices right now. Yes, we are giddy because the team that we have rooted for since we came out of the birth canal lost 10 straight games to ensure the number one pick. Shout out to Ryan Poles and the Chicago Bears for completing the most terrible, awesome season in the history of Chicago sports. I want to say another shout out to Lovey Smith. The man is the uh, goal. The, the one of the greatest coaches in Chicago Bears history. And then on top of it, he goes and coaches the University of Illinois, gets them back on the right track. Don't really know if that's a real thing or not, but let, rock with me while I'm talking here. And then he goes down to Houston when all of a sudden Deshaun Watson turns into the freaky man doing freaky things and no one can control him. The 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 the, the franchise goes to shambles. You know what I mean? They, they hire the, the other ambiguously biracial brother. He, he wasn't good. They fire his ass bring in Lovey Smith and the next thing you know the Houston Texans are winning football games at the end of the season they got no goddamn business winning yes, that's sir. what I'm talking about Lovey you feel me the curse of Lovey Smith it was only lifted and could only be lifted by one Lovey Smith his damn self and now we are sitting here on on this year of our Lord, 2023, January 8th, a Sunday evening, a blessed Sunday, as my mother would say, a blessed Sunday where the Chicago Bears are now the owners of the number one pick in the draft and a hundred, anywhere from 114 to $119 million in salary cap space. Ryan Poles, you started off rocky, and it, that was only for me, by the way. I'm, I'm sure everybody else loved jazz. But you started off rocky with me, and you landed this plane the way you were supposed to. Y- your boy didn't play the final game against the Minnesota Vikings. Shout out to anybody who watched that ass. That 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 game was cheeks from the moment it was announced who would be the starter. <laughs> then all of a sudden, I turn on the game, and Tim Boyle, someone named Tim Boyle, 
is is playing quarterback for the Chicago Bears. There was a young man named Harrison Hand out there playing corner for the Chicago Bears. I actually made a play too, but around the midway through the second quarter of that thing, I was out. It was time for me to spend time with my family. It was time for me to do other things like play Call of Duty and and get everybody ready for the Monday to come. But I digress. I remember when and where I was when the Chicago Bulls got the number one pick. I don't know about a decade ago now or something like that, right? Yeah, when 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 Derrick Rose, when we knew Derrick Rose was getting ready to become a Chicago Bull, I had just moved to Hyde Park, had a little garden apartment. You feel me? Was doing my thing. I had a steam shower. It was a dope spot. Like shout out to the Hyde Park, you know, situation back in the day, fifty three thirty South Drexel. If you hear me, it was a it was a good time. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times for the kid. But I remember being on the phone with my Uncle Greg and the draft lottery. You know, they're doing the lottery halftime of one of those games. It was one of those important games, like one of the games you wish your team was playing in, but instead you're watching the draft lottery. You'd be counting down. And, man, when the Bulls got the number one pick, I jumped in the air. I ran outside. I was already sauced, by the way. Ran outside on the phone with my uncle. I'm like, we get Derrick Rose. Let's do it. And then he was He's like, yeah, we're getting rolls. And then, you know, at some point in that situation, it settled in that they might pick Michael Beasley, right? So I was hoping that they would pick Derrick Rose, and they did. I won't say that this feels like that, right? Because that was a different feeling. Like, that was a different vibe. Once you knew the Bulls were in line to draft the dude who was a hometown hero, uh, a dude who you knew was going to do great things as a Bull, and ended up doing great things as a Bull, but career cut short, obviously, by the numerous knee injuries. But Today, when you're watching Davis Mills or whoever the, you know, Foreman Mills, whoever the hell they got a quarterback there for the Houston Texans throwing to Jordan Atkins a fourth and 20, completing a fourth and 20 for a touchdown and then getting a two-point conversion, you knew things was aligned for you. You knew things were going your way. When, when uh, Listen, this entire season has been entertaining. It's been horrible. Uh, it's been tough to watch at times. It's been great to watch at times. Watching Justin Fields get hit hasn't been fun, but watching Justin Fields play the kind of football and and actually grow throughout this year. And, and also, like, we talk about things being jagged and not linear, right? Like, his ups and downs this year documented by me as well because I'm a big fan, but there were some games there at the end there where there were some things happening that I thought he regressed in certain areas, but all that be damned. Because now is the real game time, right? Like these 17 games and 18 weeks that we had to sit through as Bears fans, that was our prelim. That was our preseason. The real season starts March 13th when you are able to sign free agents and then April 27th on draft night. Because if you know like I know, there's a lot of holes on this Bears team. I've been sitting here for the last couple of hours looking at this roster and looking at this depth chart and thinking to myself, how does this team become the Philadelphia Eagles? It ain't going to become them overnight. That's not going to happen. This is going to be a good two- or three-year deal where this team has to work its way up to being a 12-13 win team. But if Ryan Poles is the goods, and if everything, the due diligence that was done by the McCaskey family and every all the powers that be at Hallis Hall, if he is who he's supposed to be, there is no better launching point than the hand that he has been handed. Okay, I, I learned how to play spades late in life, right? And I'm not one of these dudes who take the twos out the deck. I'm not that. I'm not that swaggy with it, right? I'm, I'm playing straight up and down. Like Ryan Poles has both the jokers. You feel me? He, he's got he's got all the big spades. He's running around with a hand where his partner can just be like, "Hey, I'm just going to drink this hand. I'm, I got one spade, maybe possible two, but I know you got eight or nine, ten in your hand. At, 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 at least you got about eight and nine in your hand." And, and for the for the 82, 81% of y'all who don't get that reference, just tap a black friend on the shoulder at some point at work tomorrow, and they'll break it on down to you. Just go, hey, black friend, I hear Ryan Poles has all the spades in his hand right now. Now, be careful how you, you know, <laughs> be careful how you formulate that sentence. Make sure you say it the way I said it verbatim, because there's some words in there that if you... You know, you 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 know, you transfix some of those joints and you, you move something around, you might get in trouble. You might have an HR issue. And all yeah, you I'm want take, to do I'm is notes. I had yeah, no idea exactly. what you was talking about. I'm taking no. notes. <laughs> hey, hello, black. Right. Heard we got we heard we, uh, heard we got we all, all the, the space. The, the, all the space. 
No, the space. <laughs> yeah, be, be careful. Be careful. You know, tell them brothers they got all the space, man. You want to rumble. So be careful, too. You don't want to pull up to the water cooler. By the way, who talks around the water cooler anymore? There's certain sayings we just got to do away with. You feel me? Like, if anybody comes up to me during, at the water cooler, I think it's like either oh, fight. Oh, Kobe killed that. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. Fight or fire time. Exactly. Like, why are you so close to me, right? But no, seriously, though. He's got $100-plus million in cap space. He's got the number one pick in the draft, which he doesn't have to use. And if we really want to talk about this, now it's going to get tricky, right? Because now, Bears fans, you should be rooting for Baltimore and Lamar Jackson to be the best of friends over this offseason, right? You should, you should root for all the quarterback options to be taken off the table. You should root for Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan to have a sit-down where all of a sudden Trey Lance is relegated to the bench once again. Like, all the quarterback options. Just take them off the table, right? You should root for Derek Carr and Josh McDaniels to, to, to have a powwow. And we know that ain't going to happen, right? We know that Derek Carr is probably going to be the next head, you know, not head coach, but next quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts while they draft a young one to bring him along, something like that. But if this thing breaks the way it's supposed to, and Tony, Jesse, if you can in the chat, throw up the teams that have multiple first-round picks for me, because that's the only thing that Ryan Poles should be looking at right now. And if you don't have a first-round pick or multiple first-round picks in this draft, then you better be giving me a Herschel Walker slash Ricky Williams type of ransom for that number one pick. And even if I'm moving down one slot with the Houston Texans because they're scared that the Indianapolis Colts will jump up there and grab Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, whoever they're in love with, then I need to get that two and that 12 out of Houston. You feel me? Like I and on top of it, I'm talking about re-upping and recouping for the the Chase Claypool trade as well because all, all everybody, you know, I, I, every once in a while, every once in a while, I get one right. And I thought at the time that it was too steep a price to pay for a guy who was cast aside from a team that was trying to develop a young quarterback the same way you are. So why would they give away a big target that's productive as as Chase Claypool is supposed to be? But that's going to be damn near a late first round pick, that early second rounder that you sent uh, to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So. You know, just, just, and of course, you recoup one with the Roquan Smith trade, right? Like, it's not all aces in Ryan Poles' world of evaluation and, and acquisitions, but it has to be going forward. Like, this is the fun shit right here. This is when you start to have expectations for a football team. And that's different than having expectations for any other of your favorite sporting teams because in NFL football, you could turn things around in two years. You know, in NBA basketball, you draft that superstar. It's going to be some bumps and bruises, even with LeBron. He didn't make the playoffs his first year, even though Carmelo did. You know, shout out to Melo and the Denver Nuggets that year. But you're, you're going to take a good two, three years before that guy becomes that guy. In NFL football especially in free agency in the draft, these guys are hitting a lot earlier than they used to. And free agency-wise, back in the day when I was a kid and coming up in the business, you know, free agency, it was always, well, you don't know that team's medical situation with that player. And it's all, you know, I'll, I'll never forget Adam Archuleta. Adam Archuleta signed with the Bears after being a then Washington Redskin. You know, shout out to that name being changed. Now the Washington Commanders before that Washington football team. And before that, he was a St. Louis Ram. Now, Adam Archuleta coming out of Arizona State was a, he's a decent player. He's a fine player, decent safety. By the time he got to the Bears, he was washed. He was slow coming out of school, and he was slower after a few years in NFL football, and they thought they could plug him in there, and they fell on their faces. Like, that's happened to the Bears. You know, the Brian Cox situation. I mean, you know, Philip Daniels, you know, kept signing him from Seattle and thinking that he was going to put up 10, 12 sacks a year was a good run stuffer, but never was the pass rusher that he was signed to be here. Adewale Agunlier, when he came from Miami, added some pass rush zeal to that side of the football. But when you look at this, this free agency, he's got so much money and so many holes to fill. Like, this is the only thing I will say. You're not going to be able to say, ah, I don't like that move, or I don't think that's a good move, because the Bears need every damn thing. Like, I'm sitting here looking at the, the Bears free, well, the NFL free agency list and where the Bears might fit in here. It, there's everything that they need. I mean, from, from left tackle to right tackle to center to, to corner to safety to running back, a couple of wide receivers are necessary. You need one more tight end. 
I mean, hell, I wouldn't be mad if they went out there and, and, and looked at a, you know, kicked the tires on another young quarterback as well. You know, like I'm not mad at any of those things because this 53-man roster and 46 that play on Sundays, it, it wasn't it. It wasn't it. That's the reason why they had 21st or second-year players on this team. It's the reason why they were the youngest team in the NFL. And looking at the numbers, it's the reason why they did the least to stop the run, protect the passer, catch passes, and make big plays outside of Justin Fields. So there's so many different things that are necessary here. Like, can I interest you in a Saquon Barkley? And I know you might say, no, you don't pay running backs. No, you don't pay your running back. <laughs> you run your running back into the ground, and then you let him run off and go see what the market value is looking like. If, if we talk about home run hitters and, and, and who guys who can help a quarterback, I'm not talking about paying some ridiculous wide receiver money for Saquon Barkley, but the Bears haven't had a home run hitter at that position since Tariq Cohen. Right. And three Cohen seems like eons ago. David Montgomery, you know, he, he put, you know, some cryptic stuff on his Instagram. Like I think it was last ride or last game. And of course, he could have just been speaking of the last game of the season or the fact that he is a free agent and he doesn't know what his fate with the Chicago Bears might be going forward, especially with the emergence of Khalil Herbert. So I'm not mad if they go out there and kick the tires on a Jamal Williams or a Saquon Barkley. Saw Jamal Williams help. Uh, uh, eliminate the Green Bay Packers on Sunday Night Football, right, with the Detroit Lions. I mean, they're looking to to try to have DeAndre Swift be able to take over the load-back responsibility in Detroit, but Jamal Williams is a, a tough, physical runner. Not the home runner hitter that Saquon Barkley is, but the Bears need everything, like I mentioned. I mean, you, you got guys like a Mike Gesicki, right? You're looking at that that. Not older guy, but second contract dude, 27 years old. Those, these are the kind of guys you're going to be running into. You're trying to replace some of the 21 and 22-year-olds that you have on this roster with 27, 28, and 29-year-olds. It's time for them to take the next step because please believe next year three wins will not be satisfactory. It won't, right? And 10-game and losing streaks won't be satisfactory. The Bears put themselves in a, a very unique position where they tanked while having the franchise quarterback. You don't often see that. You usually see guys tanking to get a Justin Fields, right? Or to get, uh, you know, a, a Trevor Lawrence or to get a Justin Herbert. So when you have that guy, usually your winning starts to increase. You start to take off. But what happened the last two years with Matt Nagy and Andy Dalton and Nick Foles and then Justin Fields and now Justin Fields with Luke Getzey in a new offense, this is what you got. And speaking of that new offense, they're going to have to go on the line, right? So are you talking about, you know, tight end Mike Jasicki? You're talking about Dalton Schultz? Are you talking about an Elton Jenkins uh, who oft injured tackle for the Green Bay Packers, but when healthy, you know, is a damn good player? And the guy that I'm looking at, and who knows what his lot in life will be with the Kansas City Chiefs, he's one of the best players at the position. He's a legacy player at that. Um, you know, I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to, you know, I, he's the kind of guy to probably re, re, uh, reconstruct his deal to try to keep a guy like Orlando Brown Jr. around, but he's one of the best tackles in all of football, and he's only 26 years old. He had an AAV, I believe, of $13.5, $14 million last year. So are you looking for that kind of home run, right? Because Ryan Poles, the offensive line guy from Kansas City, you'd think that there was some kind of uh, relationship there or just scouting background and knowledge on the dude after he signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. Now he can come sign with the Chicago Bears. Like, those are the swings that you should expect. And even if we hear these names get tied up or franchise tagged, the Bears have everything open. You got $100-plus million in salary cap space. And this is all before the draft. So you got a month and a half or so to do what you need to do in free agency before you get to the draft. You got Jack Conklin, former Michigan State product, who's going to be out there at offensive tackle. Mike McGlinchey, former Notre Dame product, who's been who's been hurt a lot as a San Francisco 49er, but you know, still an upgrade over Riley Reese and whatever else you were throwing out there at right tackle. Do you want to go old? You know, the center position, Sam Mustafer, I mean, he's been the, the bane of everybody's fandom, you know, for the last couple of years. And it's like, what are you asking out of that guy? Like, that's a dude who got a starting gig who wasn't even supposed to be in the rotation and kept it. Now, will he be the guy that you want Justin Fields to be lining up behind for the next five, six years? No. I think he's a good rotational player, could play both guard spots in a center spot. But is Jason Kelsey at 35 years old playing some of his best football ever an attractive option if you're trying to get leadership and take this thing to the next level? 
right? Rodney Hudson, former uh, Raider and, and now Arizona Cardinal, another center that's going to be out there. And then you get to the defensive side of the football. And this is, you know, as the season went along, it became more and more glaring that this just wasn't a wide receiver offensive line quick fix and then you're off and running. Like the evaluation that is necessary for the quarterback position is, one, playing with a lead. I'd like to see, you know, the quarterback play with a lead. And two, you know, I'd like to see the guy score 30 straight points four straight weeks and not lose all four games. This, this rush defense was as bad as Bears fans have ever seen. It was one of the worst rush defenses in Bears history, if not the worst rush defense. So you got to solidify that defensive line. A guy like Deron Payne, who is a Pro Bowl caliber player for the Washington Commanders, is 25 years old, right? And he gets upfield. I believe he had 10, 11 sacks this year. You know, a Javon Hargrave, another one of those Philadelphia Eagles defenders. I believe they had four guys this year who had 10 sacks or more. They're not going to be able to pay all those dudes, right? Fletcher Cox is a free agent. Hassan Riddick, I believe, had close to 10 sacks, if not 10 sacks or more. Javon Hargrave at, you know, somewhere around that 28, 29 area is a dude who, if you invest in, you expect big things out of in that three technique, four, three, Tampa two defense. And then, of course, you got guys like Ashawn Robinson who are just brick walls who you throw on the other side of that three technique and, and say, hey, I dare you to move this dude for three hours. But there's a bunch of guys out there. There's a bunch of names that you may not know about. The Marcus Davenport's of the world from New Orleans. You got Draymond Jones, kid from Denver, who is going to be one of those dudes that, you know, when, when people sign him or when he gets gobbled up in free agency and you're like, that dude got that much money? Like, there are guys that are ready to blow up that Ryan Poles has his, I should think, his eyes on targeting them with all the, the, the cap money that he has. Yannick Ngakwe saw him rush the passer as a Jaguar, is now an Indianapolis Colt, is aware and familiar with the, the Matt Eberflus defense. He's going to be out there as well. He's only 27 years old. And a guy that I have always loved since the moment he stepped into the NFL, that linebacking core this year was porous at best. You know, I love Jack Sanborn as much as the next guy. But Nicholas Morrow and Matt Adams, these guys are rotational players. These guys are, are, you know, borderline more than special teams players, but less than starters. Nicholas Morrow made a few plays this year uh, coming over from the Raiders. But, you know, Levante David, you know, long in the tooth, 32 years old at that linebacker position. You're not asking him to do what he used to do with Tampa Bay, but he'll be out there as well. Tremaine Edmonds, you know, a freaky athlete, uh, has never really made the plays that you would hope that size and speed ratio would make for the Buffalo Bills. But he's been playing in, uh, behind, I should say, one of the best defensive line rotations in the NFL the last couple of years. So it's allowed him to look a lot better. And, and, you know, guys like Patrick Peterson who, you know, those are safeties now, right? So you, you're talking about safety depth or safety help for, for a time when a guy like Eddie Jackson goes down or Jaquan Brisker goes down having a leader in that secondary room. So it's, this is the fun time, man. This is going to be the fun time for Bears fans. The number one pick, uh, all the cap money in the world. This is one of those things where if you're Ryan Poles, like, I don't know what's more pressure-packed having a little bit of money and a low first-round draft pick or having the first pick in the draft and all the money in the world because some of these things aren't going to hit. Like, not all of, like, look at this draft class this year, right? Like, the Dominique Robinsons of the world and some of these guys who you thought, okay, you flashed something and then the NFL humbled them real quick, right? Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, they have had up-and-down seasons this year, but you think there's something there in terms of building for the future, uh, developing for the future. I still think that the Bears need another corner too, right? Like I saw a lot of guys who were really good backups running around out there. Kendall Vildor got hurt, right? And of course, Jalen Johnson is one of the better ones in the league. And, and I'm still, you know, I, I think Kyler Gordon in the long run is going to be an excellent safety, to be honest with you. Uh, he's playing that nickel corner position, and that's a tough, tough position for rookies to play. And he made a, a he made a boatload of plays at the end of the season before he got hurt again. But this is uh this is gonna be interesting times because I can't remember a blank, blank canvas like the Bears have this year coming into this year, this offseason, I should say. I can't remember this in so long. Like I've seen 
one-offs, maybe a couple of guys in free agency snatched up before or, you know, seen, you know, high draft picks before, but never in the same year have I seen so much turnover that's possible. And as a Bears fan, I'm excited about it. Like, this is what this last two years was about. You had to get Matt Nagy and that crew out of here year, and then you had this year where you had to go through the lumps of hoping that your quarterback would be broken in half every fucking game. So now we've gotten to the end of it. Now here comes the prize, right? Like, during good weather, hopefully, <laughs> we'll be talking about football and talking about will the Bears take the number one pick? Will they will they mess around and, and, and draft Will Anderson? Will they draft Jalen Carter? Can they move down one or two spots and still get those players, right? Like, who's going to be itching to get a Will Levis or a C.J. Stroud or a Bryce Young? Like, what are the Indianapolis Colts going to do? What are the Detroit Lions going to do with that Rams pick? Uh, you know, Jared Goff, is he, you know, he played some phenomenal football second half of the season, but there's a, a certain understanding of his ceiling. So, how do the, the Lions feel? Do they keep golf and draft C.J. Stroud or try to move up and draft one of the quarterbacks? So, and Seattle, right? Geno Smith. I mean, has he done enough to, to have Seattle Seahawks fans and that organization believe that he is the answer going forward? There's a whole bunch of stuff happening around that, you know, top, what, top six or seven picks where guys will be able to move up. It's just, it's going to go to the highest bidder. And if I'm the Bears, I'm not mad at it because. I'd love for them to come out of this first round with an edge rusher and an offensive lineman. Like, start building as close to the ball as possible. And then go get your wide receivers in the second, third, fourth round, whatever the case may be, especially if there isn't someone separating themselves, whether it be the draft process or the scouting combine or some of these private workouts. You'll have, you'll have enough time because the Bears are going to have to fill up that wide receiver room um, you know, the Equinemia St. Brown and some other guys are free agents. And if you want to bring a dude like that back, he better be your fifth wide receiver, right? He better be your fourth wide receiver, especially after all the money that we've seen that they have, right? I, I know there's not a lot of guys out there that uh, will excite you free agency-wise, right? I don't know how you feel about a DJ Chark Jr. or, or uh, you know, uh, what, what's my man's name? Uh, Jacoby Myers, especially after the play against the Raiders. You, you feel me? Like, there's, there's a lot of guys out there who are threes, some fours, but there's no real number one out there. So either you have to find a diamond in the rough that you are waiting for to get that, that, that next spot, that next opportunity, that next shot with a new franchise, or, or you think that guy is in your room, or you think that guy is out there uh, draftable with a second or third round, fourth round pick. I mean, guys, Devontae Adams, you, you know, the, the Devontae Adams thing is interesting because how much do you have to pay for a guy who just signed a huge deal uh, one year into it? Right. Like you've got him controlled at a certain number one year into a deal that might have more leverage the Raiders way. Right. And you, the last thing you want to do is go out and spend because you think you have such a glaring need as opposed to building and, and making sure that you keep some of that capital. Like, I'm not trading, I'm not trading no first round pick for Devontae Adams or DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not trading first round picks for, for, for much. Like, even after I've seen the way some of these quarterback deals have, have panned out you know, over these last couple of years, first round picks, man, like, say what you want. First round picks are, are gold. And it's the reason why this Bears team has struggled in my lifetime. Because just take a look at the draft. Like, take a look at the draft history. That's, if you want to know why your team ain't no damn good, show me the young uninjured players and show me how they've grown with you. And if you've got a core of seven, eight guys through a draft, then those are going to be your core seven, eight guys for a good four or five years. The problem is when you don't draft well, you get one guy in a draft, maybe two guys in the next draft, then nobody in the third draft. Next thing you know, you're three or four years into a program and you've only built your pillars or your core, your foundation, you know, a quarter of the way instead of having nine, ten guys that you know are going to be around. So the, the, the development of these draft picks, the evaluation of these draft picks are going to be key. I'm looking forward to seeing who some of the new coaches might be. Um, of course, there's a new team president that's going to be hired this offseason. Like this, is a, this is an amazing time to be a Chicago Bears fan. You, you feel like you've got the number one quarterback. You, fit, you know you got the number one pick. And you've got the most cap money in all of NFL football. Like, the, the, the Bears in the catbird seat, and Ryan Poles would have to do a whole hell of a lot to not hit on some of it. 
right? To, to, to not come away this free agency. Like, if we're th- in this position next year and we're saying, man, he got that defensive tackle and he got that other corner and he got himself a, a tight end and he got himself a running back who can hit a home run and he got himself a couple of offensive linemen, then you're cooking with gas. Like, those are the thumbs up. You need about five or six players of this hall that's going to include about 10, 12, 13 names. You need about five or six guys. And if Ryan Poles is the nuts, is if he's the dude that, that Bears Brass thinks he is, then that's the task. That's the job. That's been the job this whole year. Let's face it. Because Justin Fields wasn't his guy, right? So if Justin Fields fell flat on his face, he would have came in here and be like, hey, number one pick, I'm drafting a quarterback, right? But Justin Fields did what he had to do behind a porous offensive line with limited resources out on the edge and a growing tight end in Cole Komet. So he did his part. Now it's time for Ryan Poles to do his part. We'll be back with more of the full goal with Jason Goff. After a word from our sponsors. Bears talk with Jason Goff on the full goal. And the kick is good for the win. Fade to black. Brought to you by The Ringer, a Spotify original. By the way, the multiple first-round pick teams, the Seattle Seahawks, the Detroit Lions, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Houston Texans. Now, you can ask yourself, Geno Smith, like I mentioned, do the Seahawks have a quarterback need? Tony, what what you say to that? Oh, man, there's more of bad Geno uh, or unknown of Geno than we know of Geno. And if they want to take that one year and say we got it, then that's on them. But if this is, could be their opportunity to draft the one, I don't see why not. I don't see why they have to commit to Geno Smith. Like, what for? Like, they gave him a shot. He he got his shot. He got his opportunity. The league saw what he can do. I don't think he's their long-term answer. What about the Lions? Jared Goff? I definitely think the Lions should be very much intrigued. Like, nobody can tell me that Jared Goff is your guy with a straight face. I don't know. Man, man, man took the Rams to the Super Bowl, took the Lions to a nah, 9 8 record, brother. Nah. I mean, considering what that roster is like, and they had a lot of injuries, but considering what that roster is like, they should have been better. He has a ceiling. He has a ceiling. Why choose to be mediocre when you have the opportunity to be great? Like, I think I just, he's better than mediocre, though. Nah, you don't think he's better than mediocre? <laughs> nah. You know what mediocre quarterbacks nah. in the NFL look my like? Man's, my man's is Kirk Cousins young. Grr. Mm. 15 touchdowns and zero interceptions since week 10, man. I'm straight on off. <laughs> All right. The Eagles, of course, Jalen Hurts. There's no conversation there. And the Texans, of course, have a need. So, so we got a uh, 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 for sure with the Texans, a no with the Eagles and two possibles with the Seahawks and Lions in terms of trade targets, multiple first-round picks, and having the cachet and the capital to go ahead and move around and, and, and you know get a little freaky on draft day. I'm, I'm down. I'm down. I, I'm, I'm here for the intrigue. I'm here for the story. And more importantly, man, I've been watching bad football for the majority of my life. It's you know, the greatest day in my Bears fandom life. It's, 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 pretty, it's a pretty cool day. To be honest with you, like I was, I was trying to downplay it in my head, but I, I'm pretty stoked. I'm pretty excited. The Bears got the number one pick in the draft, and yes, I know it sounds like some loser shit to be celebrating because it is some loser shit to be celebrating. But in the end, if if they draft Von Miller <laughs> with the number one pick and, and and go out there and get themselves a couple of offensive linemen and a running back and a, and a wide receiver and and pair that 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 group, you know, that offensive group with some semblance of a defense because they're going to spend a lot of money on, I think, on the defensive side of the football. Like, I think that's where the free agency um, dollars will be allocated. They need that three technique. You know, I mean, looking at this Bears roster, dog, like, shout out to Armand Watts and Justin Jones, but they're just guys, right? You know, uh, you know Quan Muhammad, you know, shout out to him for stopping at the Super Bowl fours, but he, he didn't make many plays in the passing game this year at all to be honest with you. I mean, the, the team had 20 sacks total, right? And, and Jaquan Brisker led the team in sacks with four this year from the safety position. So, 
anybody who was playing defensive line this year did not get the job done. It's just as simple as that. You know, a, a, a you know, bad man is good English. I hate to say it the way I say it, but everybody was ass on the defensive line this year. Okay, so Travis Gibson had a down year. Right, Dominique Robinson for Cheeks. all that was expected, down year. Justin Jones down Cheeks. year. Armand Watts down year. Kwame Muhammad down year. So if they got Yannick Ngakwe, if they get Deron Payne, if they get a couple of guys, you know they wanted to get Larry Ogunjobi last year from the Bengals, and that didn't work out because of the physical and all the other things involved with it. But they need. They need to rebuild the offensive and defensive lines of this football team, and then we can work our way out to the edges, like the corner situation, like the wide receiver situation, like the tight end situation. But for right now, if you're a Bears fan, that was the worst bad game, the best worst game, the best bad game, or the, uh, or the worst good game. How should I phrase this? Uh, you could just use all of them. That was the best bad game that you as a Bears fan, could have ever have thought of or imagined. And if you're listening to this pod and you were around in 1947 or 1941, the last two times the Bears had the number one pick and they took Tom Harmon and Ben Fenimore, I blame you and you still being alive for the Bears being bad all these years. I'm just fucking with you. I'm glad you're still here hanging out with us. But seriously, though, it's been 60 some odd years since the Bears have had the number one pick, right? So, yeah, get excited. It's okay to be excited. and. Pat yourself on the back because it's hard to make it through a bad NFL season, okay? It's hard knowing that your team is going to get, you know, the, the balls kicked in for three hours every single Sunday. It's hard knowing that these national television games are nothing more than, you know, a, a parading of your Bears outfit as the laughing stock of the NFL for three hours, right? It's hard understanding, okay, Justin Fields is running for his life, getting hit by everybody. They're not, they're not treating him like a quarterback in the pocket. And, you know, just hoping that he makes it through week after week after week. But we made it. We made it. We graduated the 2022-2023 season. And we graduated with flying colors, Bears fans, okay? They did something right. You know, all my life, I've sat here and watched drafts or, or checked out free agency. And every single time, and from, the, from the moment I was a kid, like I used to watch the Johnny Morris show, the, the coaches show with Mike Dicker before Bears games with my dad. Like that was our little ritual. And I'd watch Bears football for three hours and then watch NFL football immediately after that, like a palate cleanser, right? And for years, I kid you not, for years in the draft where I'd be like, oh, there's no doubt in hell. They go, they got to take this dude. Terrell sucks. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. This, this, come on. It, it's, 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 carved, it's, it's right there for you. It's served up. Center cut. You know what I mean? 3-0 fastball. Right? Like, there's a bunch of those times. And it'll be with the Bears pick, they select Shea McClellan. You know what I mean? Or, or you know, or, or, you know they, they take Curtis Enos when you're like, oh, I don't know. Or they trade what would have been Sean Springs, a Hall of Fame type corner, you know, that 11th pick for Rick Meyer, right? Where you're like, ah, he wasn't good at Notre Dame, but let's watch. Let's see, right? Like the Bears have always done some confounding, head-scratching shit. So they got this part of it right. They got the season part right. Shout out to Tim Boyle. Shout out to Nathan Peterman and anybody else they want to throw out there. By the way, anytime I see Nathan Peterman, I just think to myself, not Cap. Like, that's his name to me because the fact that Nathan Peterman is still slinging footballs in the NFL and Colin Kaepernick has an NDA worth, you know, $85 million that he can never say anything or play NFL football ever again, it, it is confounding to me. By the way, Mike Glennon got signed to a team this week too, by the way. So if we still want to do the whole, you know, best 96 quarterbacks in the NFL thing, <laughs> enjoy yourself. But hey, that's not why you're here. I don't mean to rile up all the people back of the yards who were happy with me and for me. No, 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 no. We don't have to talk about Cap right now because the Bears got the number one motherfucking pick in the NFL draft. You damn right. 
it 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 even provoked Dollar Bill Simmons to send a couple of text messages my way this afternoon. I was like, oh shit, I perked up. I was like, uh-oh, all right. <laughs> this better be a special pod <laughs> because, <laughs> because when I see BS pop up on my phone, and that's, you know, by the way, that's his initials. Obviously, I'm not saying he on bullshit. But yeah, when I see BS pop up on my phone, I know it's, it's, time, to, it's time to party. He sent me, he sent me the tweet about Tim Boyle being in at quarterback. And I said, hopefully it's a historic day for the Bears franchise. And then we started talking about number one overall picks. And of course, in our conversations, it usually gets to basketball at some point. So we, somehow we talked about Will Chamberlain and Bob Cousy by the end of it. But that's not why you call. Yeah, man. Bears got the number one pick. Be happy about it. You know, go to, go to, go to work tomorrow in your Bears gear as if they won the game this week for all of y'all that do that type of shit. Right. All of y'all that like to wear a bear's like sweater to work. So, you you know, Bob from accounting will give you a high five while tucked you're in past with, the, with oh, the belt. hundred percent tucked in. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Even better. Tucked in Khalil Mack jersey. Those are the yep. best. Like when the, when a dude has been gone for a year or two years, it's like, no, 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 no. Roy is not going back to Sports Authority to go cop that Jaquan Brisker. He has had enough. <laughs> he has had enough <laughs> of you, you know, wayward Negroes who have no kind of honor or, or, or allegiance or loyalty to the team that pays you. You know, he, the motherfucker's still running around with a, <laughs> with a Richard Dent jersey on because <laughs> the old days were when it was good. See, and that's the thing too. I'm looking forward to 85 and 05 and all these other fives. Like every 10, 15 years, we can only celebrate this team. Like this podcast started the night of Justin Fields' first game. That was the first episode of this podcast. And we have been on a 196 episode, 195 episode run of trying to figure out what this thing was going to be. So we're starting to get closer and closer to that. Okay, it's time now. It ain't time yet, but we're getting closer and closer to that. Okay, it's time now moment. And that should feel good. We've been through a lot of shit as Bears fans, a lot of sorrow, a lot of teams that we knew wasn't as good as we thought they were, a lot of offenses that have been ass, and you knew that if the other team scored 23, 24 points, we was up out of there. The Daniel Manning blown assignment in the Super Bowl, and I'm sure the only person that was happy about that was the assignment itself. You know what I mean? Like, we've seen a lot of bullshit. We've seen a, a Fred Miller, you know, I'm not Fred Miller. Uh, yeah, shout out to Fred Miller and all the crew to the gun range, though. But, but we've seen Fred Baxter in the corner of the end zone against the Patriots on a, on a snowy day. We've seen Jim Milligan pile-driven into the ground by Hugh Douglas on a dirty-ass play when the Eagles won in the divisional round. We see Bears fans be absolute idiots to New Orleans Saints fans, you know, playing Rock Me Like a Hurricane in the NFC divisional round game. Was that the NFC championship game that they did that in the, in the parking lot? Uh, the Saints fans are just coming off of losing their cribs and people dying in their city. And these silly-ass Bears fans playing Rock Me Like a Hurricane in the parking lot just to get uh, under their skin. Like, we've seen a lot of foolishness in this city when it comes to this team. So, behold, right, and bask in the glory and the glow that is $100-plus million in cap space and the number one pick overall in the NFL draft. Bears fans, you earned it. Now, it's just up to Ryan Poles not to fuck it up. Time for some commercials. Hey, this is Lance Briggs. You're listening to The Full Go with Jason Goff. Jay, now, like, the other side of that, there's been growing skepticism from the media, some in the media, that believe that Justin is not uh, the, the answer at quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, shout out to Dan Weeder. <laughs> and uh, anytime I read Dan, like he should just write hit the, anytime. Shout out to Dan for real, though. Like, I'm seriously saying this, but like anytime I read Dan Weeder, his the start of his pieces should be. I don't think Justin Fields could play football, but today, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so now it, it's now I, I've seen it enough amongst people that are longtime beat members, longtime like that have names like connected to the Bears, yeah. that write on the Bears, that have said that the Bears may not be 100% all in on Justin Fields. Now they have the number one pick. 
Jay, what are your thoughts about this skepticism, especially in the light of the last couple games that Justin has played, uh, in the light of his passing stats, where I think he has the least amount of passing yards among all quarterbacks? Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts that the Bears could potentially use this pick uh, on a quarterback or draft a quarterback uh, to challenge Justin Fields? With the number one pick? Yep. Uh, Better be the right one. (laughs) <laughs> you better you better come out that bitch with somebody who could throw the ball. Um, you know, Justin Justin didn't do enough to remove all of the doubts. And I'm not mad at it. And that that's why these last two, like, you know, I know, you know, I was made fun of and made fun of myself, you know, with my stance on the last two games and wanting to see him play to check off some of the things off the box, off the boxes uh, or off the list of questions that we had. Um, cause some of those questions you're going into this off season with, you know, I would hate for them to double up at a position that I believe they're fine at. Now is Justin Fields going to be Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, who knows? I mean, I think he has the raw ability that a guy like Josh Allen has. I think you, we've seen he's got a gun, right? The accuracy he can work on. The touch he can work on, but at the end of the year, I mean that Bayless Jones throw, like the 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 stuff that we've seen out of one or two, three throws a game, they've got to become eight, nine, ten throws a game. Where it's like, okay, that's different. But not having an offensive line, not having the guys to throw to, is hard to evaluate. That this is why Ryan Poles was asked and tasked to do this job. If they want to go out and draft a quarterback, good luck, right? Like, you know, I, I don't want to have. That's a lot of money number one pick and then Justin Fields, that's a lot of money tied up in one position that you can only play one guy at a time at. So, you know, fiscally, I don't know how responsible that would be. Um, I'll ask you this, Tony. What do you think you can get more for right now? The number one pick or Justin Fields? That is a great question. It's the number one pick. I think it's the pick, yeah. Yeah, it's the number one pick. Yeah. You're going to get two first-rounders, maybe three. Like, the way I'm feeling, if the Texans want to jump up, you got to give me that two, that 12, and next year's one. And if not next year's one, then we we digging into this draft deep then. We talking, we talking <laughs> these two, those first two, uh, 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 three, a uh, five, you know, next year's three. Like, we get nasty, right? Because you have to save your franchise. You know, you know there's a lot to do in Houston. And Texas is a big old football state. You got a lot of competition. You got to get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or Will Levis in there yesterday. So, hey, pull them down. <laughs> Let me see it <laughs> because this is what it's going to be. Like, I'm not – I think I've seen enough out of Justin Fields to, to go forward with him being the quarterback and be okay making that mistake if he's not good. What I can't have – is you drafting somebody and both of them being bad. See, that's the other thing. Like, you got you to gotta also look at the other side of the coin, right? Like, you can still blame this bad on somebody else. And then let's face it, all this is is ass covering after a certain, after you reach a certain point of self-inventory where you're like, all right, this is about as good as we're going to get. And the limiting factor may be the quarterback. But guess what? Didn't draft him. Didn't draft him. Now it's time for me to go get my guy because look at the team that I put around the guy that I didn't draft. Like, you know, Ryan Poles is playing chess. After playing checkers with Roquan Smith and getting into that weird-ass standoff and stare-down and game of chicken and becoming personal and all the other shit that happened, I, I think he has learned in terms of, like, the, the, the M.O. of how GMs have to move around. And on top of it, I think he understands, you know, the longer that young man is doing his thing, whether it be at a high level or a low level, the longer it is before you have to hit your reset button. And because when you pick the quarterback, now it's time to look at you. That quarterback is still Ryan Pace's, right? And shout out to Ryan Pace for all the shit that we gave him. He might have given Bears fans the hope and faith that they need going forward, even if he didn't know what to do with it in the one year that he had Justin Fields. So yeah, man, if they want to mess around and draft the first round, uh, number one pick overall quarterback, you better hope both of them is cold <laughs> because one you're going to have to move and the other one you're going to have to ride with. You fuck around and, and do this and both of them are bad or both of them are lackluster, you talk about short leashes. 
You got the Tennessee uh, Titans. John Robinson you know, won the division, uh, got the number one seed two years ago, out. Why? Because he traded A.J. Brown. Because he made a move that nobody in the building thought was a smart move to make, and it didn't pan out. They went and drafted Traylon Burks and said, we can replace A.J. Brown with this guy who's got the similar characteristics, similar tangibles, similar raw materials. He ain't A.J. Brown, no. And Mike Vrabel got his ass up out of there. You mess around and draft two quarterbacks in, in three years and both of them not be good, you're going to have some issues. And on top of it, you mess around and put Bryce Young behind this line, as slight as he is, you going to have some... You gonna, if, if Justin Fields got broken up at six foot three, 235 pounds this year, what's going to happen to Bryce Young behind this offensive line? And of course, they're going to mess around and put everybody that they need to put up in, in, at the line, whether it be through the draft or through free agency. I just don't, I don't know if you press the button on that move yet. And if Justin Fields isn't the guy, then this team is only going to be a what? Maybe a six-win team, five-win team next year. You gonna be right back in the mix for a top five, top six pick. So, so you know, keep your powder dry. Draft who you think is the best player, or trade down and get the best player. Like, because if if Will Anderson is number one on your board, let's say Will Anderson is the number one player on Ryan Poles' board going into this draft. He understands that they're on the clock right now. Houston Texans, Indianapolis Colts, somebody wants to jump up. And you can still mess around and get Will Anderson and turn that into more picks. No one will be able to say you didn't execute your plan. No matter how, if Will Anderson is a bust, the moment you mess around and execute your plan and say, hey, this is what it is. Yeah, him being a bust won't look good on you. But you saying, this is what I tried to do to fortify the foundation of this team with multiple players while moving down a couple of spaces, it's the, it's the common sense play. It's, it's just now who's going to play the best hand of poker. That's all. Who's going to lie to who? Who's going to drive up market value? You know, what's going to come out about these dudes? Like, what midnight report? Who's going to have a, a gas mask bomb <laughs> picture released, you know, the day of the draft? You know what I'm saying? Like, how many baby mamas going to pop up? Like, who's who, who's going to owe some agents some money? Like, whatever foolishness you need to throw out there to lower a guy's stock or to raise a guy's stock, all that's going to happen. But the chess game is going to start to get played on Monday. And it's going to continue all the way to March 13th when free agency begins and all the way to April 27th when uh, the NFL draft first round takes place on that Thursday night. So I'm looking forward to it. I know what I want the Bears to do. I want them to trade down, get multiple first-round picks for this year's draft, maybe sneak a first-rounder or a second-rounder out of somebody now the next year's draft, and go and get somebody who can affect the line of scrimmage, whether it be offensive line, or defensive line. If you like Peter Skaronsky from the Northwestern Wildcats so much that you want to move down to six, seven, and draft your offensive tackle of the future, knock yourself out. Make sure you go get extra picks. Because with that, I want to see an edge rusher as well. You can find, I mean, hell, the Detroit Lions activated a guy six weeks ago in James Houston, and he has eight sacks to end the season. Like, you can find edge rushers. Are you going to find that generational edge rusher? Are you going to find that franchise-changing edge rusher? So this is the fun part. This is the fun part. And, and we've had all these years, like I mentioned, where the Bears just take players who you're like, I, I didn't watch that guy play football. So did they? You know what I mean? The Adam Shaheens of the world. and the, You know what I mean? Like, they're not going, that's not going to happen this year, Bears fans. Everyone or anyone that you think the Bears will take, you've heard before. <laughs> because the Bears were so bad this year that they got the number one pick. So, yeah. I'm not about drafting a quarterback in the first pick, with the first pick, I should say. Now, you want to kick tires, fifth round, fourth round, sixth round, somewhere around there? Got no problem with it. I got no problem with it. Take as many bites of the quarterback apple as you possibly can. But just know that you got one that you have to fortify and develop in Justin Fields, and then put something around him. Put something around him. Put, put a person that's going to affect the other passer around him, or put a person in front of him who's going to affect how he is protected. Simple as that. Ryan Poles has a very hard job, but a very, very simple blueprint, I think, to follow. He's got everything on the board available. Everything is available. So it's going to be a fun time for Bears fans, and I'm looking forward to uh, chronicling it and documenting it 
right here on the Full Go Podcast. Hey guys, this is Ozzy Guille, and you are listening to the Full Go with Jason Goff on the Ringer in a Spotify. five. So as an aside, with all the, uh, the Bears uh, fun and frivolity, uh, we got some serious news on Sunday. Uh, White Sox closer Liam Hendricks diagnosed with uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and undergoing treatment on Monday. Um, you know, a lot was made this offseason on what was going to happen with Liam Hendricks. Was he going to get traded? Is the White Sox going to have to look for a new closer from within or outside of the organization? Uh, baseball be damned, man. You know, um, in this time where we are monitoring uh, each other's and our own health as much as we possibly can, because we're still in the pandemic and we're still going through all the stress in the world and we're still dealing with all the other diseases as well. Um, to to hear that kind of news not only is sobering, but it kind of lets you know that you know life doesn't stop. And for a guy like Liam Hendricks, who is uh, brash and verbose and, you know, uh, a character, screaming at people out there on the mound all the time and always got something to say, has a lot of stuff to say this year about this lackluster, dead-ass White Sox team. Uh, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Liam Hendricks. I know a lot of people aren't. I know he runs some people the wrong way, but I'm not mad at somebody who's, uh, you know, who's nails in a, in a, in a, in a clubhouse, in a dugout, right? In a, in a, in a, in a pitcher's room, uh, who, who makes things uncomfortable just by telling the truth. So hopefully for he and his family, this time will be as, um, as, as, as I won't say, cause I don't want to say as good as he needs it to be because, you know, it's, it's his health we're talking about, but I hope he uh, I hope he gets through this uh, without too much wear and tear. Um, I'm not sure what Nod Hodgkin's lymphoma treatment is like, but anytime I hear the word cancer, like he said, you know, you, your breath stops. Um, you know, all four of my grandparents passed away due to the big C, and we all know somebody who has either dealt with it or lost that battle to it. So. Uh, we are we are out here thinking of Liam Hendricks and thinking of his family and his support system, and hopefully he gets through this thing okay and gets back to doing what he loves doing, which is throwing that baseball and screaming F-bombs and hitters throughout the American League Central. So, Liam, uh, we're thinking about you, bro. And on top of that, uh, there's a couple other things I want to get to, too. Uh, shout out to Hub Arkage, who got back out there and was on, the, if I'm not mistaken, on the beat. I, I think he was... I think he was up at Hallis Hall last week, if I'm not mistaken. So Hub, who uh, has had his own bout with health complications over this last year. Um, you know, Hub is uh, a staple here in Chicago media. And I said something about him uh, not too long ago, but good to, good to hear that Hub is uh, moving around a lot better than he was not too long ago. So uh, shout out to everybody out there. We, uh, we like to keep it light. You know, we talk about a lot of serious stuff on this pod as well. But when uh, when health is at play, uh, there's nothing to joke around with. And we are happy when uh, some of the guys and girls who uh, bring us the information and disseminate the information that we need to do our jobs. We're happy when they get back to work because that means they're feeling a lot better. So shout out to you, Hub. Shout out to Liam Hendricks and his family and anybody out there who's dealing with anything, going through anything right now. Uh, hopefully this new year is treating you OK. And if not, I hope it uh, starts to pick up for you as well. Because uh, we got a long, long year to get through, just like we got through the last one. So shout out to y'all. It's the full go, All right, that's all the time we have for episode 195 of the Full Go Podcast. Want to thank our production staff, as always, the shadowy figure that is known as Steve Cerruti, the active Jesse Lopez. Always good to see his face on the Zoom call. And my main man, Tony Gill. We are out here, Tony. We got the number one pick. Shout out to all Bears fans. This is a great, great Sunday. If you're listening to this pod on a Monday or a Tuesday, shout out to you as well. But we're doing this thing on a Sunday night, and uh, we just had to we just had to do the old hip hip hooray for the Bears getting the number one pick overall and breathing life into uh, a football wilderness that has been Chicago Bears fandom for far too long. So it's a good day. It's okay to have a good day every once in a while and not worry about some of the bad stuff. So it's a good day for Bears fans. Glad we could bring this thing to you. And no, we did not talk about the Bulls winning eight out of their last 11. I know, in three in a row. I know, it's like, oh, golf, you only talk about the Bulls when they bad. No, no, I talk about the Bulls when they good, when they bad. Last 10 games since the Minnesota meeting, DeMar and Zach playing like DeMar and Zach. Zach got that bounce again, so we'll see. 
Patrick Williams is out here looking at the rim. Things are looking up for the Bulls. So we'll get back into our Bulls talk on Tuesday uh, for episode 196. Like I mentioned, join us on Tuesday. As always, don't forget, you can hit us up on the full goal voicemail line at 773-359-3103. That's 773-359-3103. We already said thank you to the producer, so I don't have to do that. Uh, always thanking you for downloading this thing for subscribing to this thing, for rating and reviewing this thing, giving us the five stars that you know we deserve. Uh, thank you for sharing this thing with your family and friends. Truly appreciate y'all. Like, I am flabbergasted when I run outside and I hear people telling me, hey, man, enjoy the pod, or thanks for, you know, saying what exactly what I was feeling. Like, I, I really, really feel like I'm doing this for, like, my friends and the two dudes on this a Zoom call every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. But... I run up on y'all in bowling alleys like I did tonight or in the grocery store or the DMV, wherever. And y'all have no problems making me feel really uncomfortable by telling me how much y'all love hearing me talk for an hour into y'all ear. So I appreciate y'all for hanging out with me. And mom, thank you for continuing to listen to the podcast as well. Uh, For the fellas, I am Jason Goff leaving you with this as always, man, on this glorious, glorious Sunday where the Bears got the number one pick. Take care of each other and be safe so we can see the Bears pick the number one pick. You know, you got to make it to April 27th out here, all right? So y'all enjoy yourselves. Uh, We'll holler at y'all on Tuesday right here on the Full Go Podcast. One love. I mean, also because you, you, you've seen what believing in a guy can do in Tua and Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Wait till, wait till they fire Matt Eberflus' ass and go get Sean McVay. <laughs> now, now we out here. Yeah. Now we out here. Yeah, look I'm at you. Here. See, yeah. little bear chubby just moved just now, didn't it? Yeah, moved a little bit. Get <laughs> a little quick jump real fast. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? A little twitch. <laughs> Send a text home. <laughs> Send a text. Warm it up, baby. Bear's about to get Sean McVay. <laughs> that is lit. Uh,